Welcome to the Spread of Grace podcast, where we tackle pressing questions from church leaders in villages around the world. And we are here to help you handle God's truth with precision. So let's open God's word together and prepare to study, believe, and preach. Greetings, brothers and sisters. This is Pastor Mike, Executive Director of SGM. Today's question comes from Pastor Jimmy Taban from Boyali, Uganda. Pastor Taban asked this, In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. Since the word church is singular, which church today is the true church of Jesus Christ? That's a great question, and the answer has many parts to it. For this episode, I would encourage our students to do two things. Number one, open your Bible to Matthew 16, verse 18. And number two, open a notebook and take some notes. The answer is going to come from longtime pastor Roy Allison. And Roy is going to discuss three things. First, the passage in Matthew 16. And second, he is going to give us some history of how the church developed over time. And number three, he is going to explore some of the core doctrines that help identify a biblical church. So students, you may need to listen to this episode a few times. Now, let's listen in as Roy explores how we can know what the true church of Jesus Christ is today. Which church today is the true church of Jesus Christ? As we seek to respond to this question, we will acknowledge the existence of error within the worldwide church and establish a standard to help us as we identify local churches who are biblical and honoring to Christ's intentions. The church in Christ intended has always been under attack. The variety and cleverness of these attacks have increased dramatically with over the last 70 years. Many of these attacks seem to come from within the church itself. This makes it more important for pastors not to be wolves in sheep's clothing, or to allow people in our church to be wolves in sheep's clothing. Pastors must search the scriptures and lead their sheep to form local churches that are as biblical as humanly possible. The Matthew 16 passage has a major point of encouragement, verse 18. The gates of hell, Satan, and his devices will not succeed in interrupting Christ's path for the church. Continuing in the Matthew 16 passage, Christ identifies the foundation of his church, not Peter, but rather Peter's statement of faith. Peter recognized that Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, and that he is the Son, the Heir, the Equal to the Living God. So any search for the true church must begin with exactly who and what are the local beliefs and practices about the person and work of Christ. Yes, the word used for church is singular, but the word's primary meaning is assembly. I believe the word as used here is a collective term and includes an untold number of local churches. Though the use of the word here would include all believers from Pentecost to the rapture and every geographical region on earth, the overwhelming emphasis of the New Testament is on the local church. So how do we identify local churches who are as biblical as possible? The need for the epistles to be written includes the need to further develop our foundational understanding of Christ and our basic beliefs. The epistles were also written to identify the existing dangers within the early church 
of erroneous doctrine and practice. For example, Romans teaches the universal need of salvation and how Christ accomplished the redemption for all believers through his finished work on the cross. First John begins with a clear declaration of the humanity of Christ and develops the truth of his deity. First Corinthians stresses the need for church discipline, the avoidance of misusing spiritual gifts, and the cornerstone of the resurrection. Galatians deliver us from Judaism and his bondage. Philippians stresses the reality of suffering for the believer, and using Christ as an example shows us how to respond. This is just a brief look at all we can gain from the epistles. Examples of issues in the early church include what of the current literature was to be accepted as God's word, what was really breathed out by God. Two, the truth of Jesus Christ was debated. Was he true to God, truly human? How did this all fit together into the eternal second person of the Godhead? Because of difficulties in travel and communication, it took time to come to resolution through councils, but biblical resolution was found. After the Reformation, a few significant denominational groups were established, Presbyterian, Anglican, Episcopal, Lutheran, Baptist, and despite their differences, there were biblical principles held in common. As time passes, more and more distinct groups seem to be emerging. Interesting that most of these groups would want to be known as Christian, though they have no problem changing what is accepted as Christian truth to fit their end goals. How do we identify a biblical church or what agrees with the church that Christ is building? We have pointed out how quickly error entered the church. What is sad is that some organizations have been allowed to rest under the banner of Christianity, even though their basic principles contradict biblical truth. The fact that this has happened makes it more difficult to identify a current church or church group as heretical and unworthy of the name Christian. From American church history, it became obvious that in the early 1900s, many false teachers assumed pastors in the main churches of the day. These pastors received their education at well-known seminaries, which were under the control of wolves in sheep's clothing. These teachers were denying the authority and truth of the Bible, the deity of Christ, the need for the blood of Christ to accomplish redemption, the miracles of the Bible, and the return of Christ, among other false teachings. Biblical-based and believing leaders among these churches sought out mutual support to combat these false teachings. Despite historical differences which resulted in denominational churches, these leaders developed a basic set of doctrines upon which they agreed and were prepared to defend at all costs. I have put these fundamentals into my own words. The Bible is given by God. It is 100% accurate and authoritative. God, who is eternally existent, created all that we know as a physical universe. God exists as three distinct persons who share the same essence, the Trinity. Jesus Christ, who is the eternal second person of the Godhead, was virgin-born, lived a sinless life, and died for sin, so that all who believe might receive eternal life as a gift of God. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead and was involved in creation and resides within every believer. The importance of the local church. The expectation of the bodily return of Christ. I believe we can use these truths in our search for biblical churches. In addition to these basic truths, two other ingredients are essential to our search for the true church, the biblical church. The erroneous teachers which, teachings which are so popular today are a result of neglecting these two ingredients. The first ingredient is the use of a biblical hermeneutic. A hermeneutic is the way that we study and understand or interpret the scripture. 
It controls our conclusions from Bible study and how we apply it to our lives. Basic principles of Bible interpretation are 1. Study the Scripture in its context, immediate and larger, Old Testament, New Testament, etc. Study the grammar of the passage and keep the study in its historical and cultural setting. The Scripture must be understood in a literal sense unless otherwise noted. Biblical hermeneutics allows for a growth of understanding through progressive revelation. There is more to the biblical hermeneutic, but key is that all of our truth comes from the Bible and only the Bible. The second ingredient is that all teaching and preaching must come as a result of finding truth from the Scripture not putting into and maintaining a commitment to expose the Scripture so all can understand its truth, expository preaching and teaching. These two ingredients may be more difficult to practice and even more difficult to identify, yet a solid doctrinal statement which is not surrounded by these two ingredients is in danger of being abused or neglected. So error is always present, and today every wind of doctrine is quickly spread, but God has always included a remnant. May we be part of the remnant which is establishing and maintaining biblical churches. Does a pure local church exist? No. Can we be in agreement with Christ as He builds His church? Yes. To all of our students and pastors out there in the villages of the world, we hope to see you again very soon. And until we do, this is Pastor Mike encouraging you with the words of Paul, for it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God.